everyone and welcome to The Psalm Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's begin. Have you ever done that thing where you've gone out of the shower and you're just like, I feel lazy, I can't clean myself. But then your skin is dry. Your face feels tight. You can't moisturize. Your properly. face feels you feel proper tight. And what do you need? Do you need some thick moisturizer? Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sound Seed. Can you I believe cannot. it? We are in 2021. <laughs> you can already hear the people that are going to be joining me today. But um, welcome. We're in 2021. This is the first episode of 2021. Um, we can and we can't believe that at the same time. We're yes, excited, we we're expectant um, for for everything this year has to hold. But it's also, I think sometimes the uncertainty is an invitation to just come closer to God. So we're going to be doing that, but that's another, that's a whole other session. Um, so today we are going to recap the sessions that we had in January um, through the form of questions. So the first question we have today is why did Jesus need to come? So we are not academic theologians, but we do proceed Amen. to know God, right? Hallelujah. And the people that are doing that are on the call today. <laughs> so I'm going to get them to introduce themselves. I'm going to start with Aramide. Could you introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Aramide. <laughs> I am one of the leads in the seed. What else do I want to say about myself? I am here in 2021 and that's the most important thing amen amen hello i'm faith hiker faith i found out yesterday that people didn't actually realize hiker was my name so it's my first name (laughs) well (laughs) my first name is hiker and middle name faith adex and i'm excited for today thank you and lastly, Lisa. My name is Lisa. And I love Jesus. Because he's the best. Better than the right. Amen. Hey, hey. Hey. Wow. <laughs> you, you can actually tell Lisa leads a Sunday school group for children because she's always ready to come up with rhymes and dancing songs. And um, the rapping anointing is kicking in as well. Kids, you know, hype and ready. Yeah, I've been praying more. There's a rap anointing. It'll come. I know there are, but this is also very important. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. It's true. Whatever we need for the gospel and for the kingdom to advance, we can pray for. Hallelujah. Okay, so back to the question. Why did um, Jesus need to come? Um, Yeah, that's the question. Let's answer it. Why did Jesus need to come? Hmm. Hmm. There's so many angles you could take this question from. So many angles. I know. Um, I think... Aram, did you want to go before me? Uh, I was going to just give, like, a short summary. Of, <laughs> um, but if you have, like, a direct answer, you can go first. I mean, Jesus needed to come. I think it's really easy when we we look at that question to to look far back, far, far, far back at the cross, which is really good and really important. But looking in my life right now, Jesus really needed to come because if he didn't come, I would be living such a, a 
a mediocre, trashy, um, very chained up life right now. He needed to come so that I could be who I am right now and to be evolving and growing into um, looking like him um, in the end. Um, so that's why Jesus needed to come in in my life, like 2,000 odd years ago. <clears throat> Mm. Wow. And I think that just goes to show how, like, when we think about the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's not just what's in the Bible, but what happens after the Bible was written and the life of everyone that, that has come before and is going to come after us. But when I think of the question, just in summary, it's really the reconciliation of mankind back to God, but just not not just mankind, like the entire how God intended the world to be, it's Jesus had Jesus came so that all of that could be put right to the way it was initially intended. So um no sin, harmony between us and the environment. Um yeah, and, and, and just to give us that heaven, heaven and earth in terms of now we don't, you know, we can talk to God and we don't have to wait until we die and go to heaven to be like, oh my God, God, you're here. But actually we can have God in us, God around us, God with us. Um yeah, that's why I feel like Jesus needed to come. Not feel how I know, why I know Jesus needed to come. Yes. Period. That's on that period. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think for me, um, Jesus needed to come to teach, right? Um, to show me how to love, show me how to be compassionate, to show me how to care for people, mm-hmm. to show me how to forgive, to show me how to give to show me all of these different things that without him, without his example, I would struggle to do, right? Um, To show me how to suffer well, to show me how Mm. to wait well, Mm. um, you know, to show me how suffering can lead to obedience. um, Because we see that in the scripture that he learned it through, he learned obedience through the suffering in Hebrews. Um, So Jesus came to teach. um, It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. came to teach she sounded like a spoken word i don't know about you he came to show me how to show me how to show <laughs> me how to, to forgive to. and then to give <laughs> show me how to live Jeez. and to yeah believe <laughs> mm? amen maybe that anointing is coming now it is wow 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 no i love that thank you so much faith and i think that um you've kind of pointed to what the session was about on everyone has kind of pointed to what the session was about in um, January we spoke about the weary world and all the things that we have mentioned mentioned are good things um, but they're only good in light of our understanding of how bad things were Mm. and we used the analogy of thirst so we asked everyone um, you know what does water taste like and people said things like you know water um you know wet i don't know can you taste wet it's, it's more of a sensation you can't taste wet that's a texture yeah, like yeah. A thing of your receptors where like you won't necessarily have it i mean water some waters do have taste i can attest to someone who's from kent the water there is salty um water does have <laughs> taste but really it's how it kind of like moistens i'm so glad the scientist pop. book because i was just like water does have a taste but we asked the question people had different answers um yeah just tastes like water it tastes okay it tastes fresh um but then 
question, what does water taste like when you are thirsty? Um, and people said different things. Guys, can you, can you remember what people said? Or even what you guys said as well, to be honest. Life. Ah! Heaven. Like, hmm. heaven and earth. I just hmm. get that imagery of like when you wake up at two in the morning and ah. you grab that mug next to your bed and it's just like mm. you can drink a gallon and you don't even realise what you've done and it's just it's like there's that desperation where nothing else can satisfy and see like not even juice sometimes when you're thirsty the last thing mm. you want to do is drink juice because that will make you, you thirstier thirsty. or anything salty so literally when you have that water when you're really thirsty it's nothing else Nothing else can can compare. Mm. So nothing else can compare. Hundred um, percent. And and we we kind of use the analogy to to share the importance of um, of our awareness of being hungry, of being thirsty, um, or even being bad, quote unquote. Um, simply because the water didn't change. You know, our description changed, our adjectives changed, but the water didn't change. It was our experience of our thirst that changed um sorry it was our experience of the water let me get this right our experience of the water changed when we understood how thirsty we were um and that really helps even in this instance your experience of god um deepens it goes stronger when you understand um how much we need him the thirst we had for him, the, the the weary world that we were in before he had to come. It's not a plausible, it's not a preferential thing. Listen, Maji had to come because without him, we would not be reconciled back to God. Um, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. So um, let's explore a little bit more of the state of the world and how it was before um, Jesus came. So Genesis 1-2 and as I 60 verse 2, you know, they have, they both have the description of the world being void and dark and empty. Um, so Genesis 1, 2 says the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. Um, that's just a half of it because we see how the spirit of God hovered over the earth um, and light came. So Isaiah 60 verse 2, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. Mm. If you are opening, if you've opened Isaiah 52, you know that I didn't finish that verse because something came. The light came. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Um, but I think this is really good um, to understand, to understand, um, or to even appreciate the light when it does come more so than we would have if we were like, oh, it's just Jesus. Oh, it's just Jesus. I'm reminded of something that Jen Wilkin says, um, and I quote it all the time because it's so true. She says that the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Three, two, one. And I love this quote by Jen Wilkin, and I quote it all the time. And she says that the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. Um, and I think for our intimacy and our relationship to deepen in Christ, we can't just be going based on feelings alone, but our knowledge of him has to increase. Our knowledge of him has to increase so that our love for him can increase, um, which I think is, is a beautiful thing. 
Does anyone have anything to say? Apart from clicking fingers and saying yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely recognizing our, our need of God is so important. I remember ages ago I did um I did a study on the on the word humility. And humility um is recognizing your need of God, really humbling yourself to realize actually you're not all that you actually need a savior um and i suppose when you know how dry you've been how you've actually been you know cracked up it's like do you know have you ever done that thing where you've gone out of the shower and you're just like i feel lazy i can't cream myself but then your skin is dry your face feels tight <laughs> you can't moisturize your properly. face feels you feel proper mm-hmm. tight and what do you need you need some thick moisturizer yeah. and you recognize that's like when when you recognize your need of a a moisturizer who is god in this situation um but actually when you recognize your need of something um you recognize how broken um you are that is when the water is sweeter when you're in darkness that's when you recognize your need of light and how the light is so bright and how it is beneficial to you I think when it comes to the things that we need, it's impossible to compromise on them. And when we, when you understand the, the necessity of certain things, you know, you don't wake up in the morning and battle whether or not you're going to breathe in oxygen or mm. not. You know, you don't battle whether you're going to, you're going to eat food or drink water. And I think when, you know, when the scriptures talk about how God hovered over the surfaces and when he did there was a transformational change and I think that's what Jesus does to us um it and it causes us to even ponder how did we get free life how did we get free every single day without knowing this yeah. person and because when you realize how much you need Jesus Christ to get through your day to 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 impact your interactions with others to keep you to keep your family the way he watches over us the the things that he shields us from that we cannot even realize it's it's almost it's a thankless job almost um I mean if you think of a child and especially like when they start walking um they don't know what's hot, what's cold they don't know that jumping off their bed might hurt them, but their parent is always there constantly watching over their children and protecting them from the things that they didn't even realize they need to be protected from feeding them even though they, sometimes the kids don't want to be fed and it's this kind of relationship where we don't realize we need as adults because sometimes we get so used to doing life by ourselves that we don't realize we need a savior and we need someone who's on our side and someone who covers and shields us Mm. and protects us so I think when we start to see Jesus Christ as not just like a a character in the bible but as but as as um, a person who who is right next to us who is like i am on your side i am covering you i'm supporting you i love you i want you to look more like me i want to take away the things that sully and dirty you and make you brand new i want to strengthen you in every area of your life when you start to, and not just like a inspirational encourager but rather a person who is who forgives as well and you know you, you start to see Jesus Christ as more than just the person your parents speak about but rather it becomes easier to even have a relationship when you realize the sheer humanity 
and and the heart that Christ mm. has for us. I feel like I rambled there for a bit, but it's just kind of like a, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I go on, Faith. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think um, one of my favorite lines in the Bible is in in Romans twelve where it says, in view of God's mercy, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. And I think a lot of times we 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 hold on to present in the part that says present your bodies as a living sacrifice and we don't really dwell on the, the in view of God's mercy part, right? Mm. Um, because why, why, would I, why would I present myself as a living sacrifice? And how can I view his mercy? How can I really and truly see what, like his mercy it's only through recognizing what he has done mm-hmm. it's only through recognizing where mm-hmm. i was before and how he brought me out of that mm-hmm. into his kingdom into his presence into his love into his forgiveness that's the only way that i can really um present myself as a living sacrifice to him so i think it's so important to always have this not not to dwell in the past but to acknowledge and to 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 recognize what your past was yeah. and where you were and to recognize where you are now. And it's only through that that we can really and truly um, worship him, you know, worship him well. Yeah. No, honestly, Faith, that was spot on. And you know when you just want to start hollering and be like, preach, back. preach, um, preach. I think, <laughs> I think a lot of people, especially in our generation, have walked away from the church because they didn't have an understanding of why they had to do what they had to do. Mm. There was no, um, yeah. there was no space in my experience. Cause I don't want to say the whole church because you know, my experience is not the whole church, but in the experience that I've seen, people are walking away from how they grew up because there was no um, context. There was no um, explanation mm. of why we did the things that we did. But as you said, it is in view of his great mercy. There is always a context to our surrender. Yeah. There is always a context to our giving, our sacrifice, our saying yeah. yes to. Mm. There is always a context to our yes and there's always a context to our no. Mm. You know, we don't just do it because I told you so. Yeah. No, listen, tell them, let them know so that their love for him can increase, that their joy in him may be full. Because if you keep telling people, to, you know, just do it, just because I said that, just because I said so, they will live a life that is void of, you know, truly loving God, yeah. of understanding, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then how can you correctly um, share what you are believing without understanding why you are, why you are doing it, yeah. you know, or who, you know, or who the foundation of your faith is? Mm. Um, and I remember speaking to, to Faith, actually, um, yesterday, I was speaking about um, the culture we're in right now is just telling us to do what we want to do because that's how we feel like. And no one should ever, you know, put any restrictions on your freedom. You know, you should just want to live the life that you want to live. And we kind of posed the question. We said, listen, if a scuba diver wants to go deeper into the ocean, that scuba diver has to be ready to let go of some things. It has to be, like, the, the, the deeper you get down in the ocean, you're going to, you, it's going to cost you some things. It's going to cost you lights. You know, you can't see as clearly as you use because it gets darker down there. It's going to cost you air. Why do you think they have this cheap comfort? It's going to cost you so many things. But again, even if you parallel that into our Christian life, the deeper we want to go in God, it's going to cost us something. You know, we have to relinquish individual freedom sometimes. Listen, it's not a popular culture to say that or pop culture to say that, but we have to relinquish it. So when people are saying, live the life you want to live, I can't. 
because the life I live now is not mine. Mm. It's through Christ. It's Christ in me, yes. the hope of glory, that I live this life that I now live. Mm. So went on a little bit of a tangent there, but I think as believers, um, we need to know what we believe so that we can love. Yeah. <laughs> we can love God deeper and know him more. I don't know about you guys, but when I study something and I hear it, the, the sweetness is it's sweeter when I hear about it because I understand the importance of it. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Especially God, um, Jesus being my mediator or my intercessor. Ah, the lion and the lamb. Ah, uh-uh. yeah. that is so important. <laughs> like, so, like so important because we know that every other lamb in the New Testament was was not enough. Yeah. You no, know, it just it wasn't enough. And when 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 he's now saying he is the lion and the lamb. Ah, uh-uh. you know the perfect sacrifice. Our love for him increases because our knowledge of him has deepened um and i think that's really important but anyway back to the weary worlds um yeah so we've kind of spoke a little bit about the darkness around us um but you guys can get this up everyone that is listening um if you get up numbers 21 4 to 9 did you think this was a conversation you can just listen to and not actively participate in sorry (laughs) sorry plot twist wake up um so yeah you guys can write this down numbers 21 at 49 um and that kind of just explores the darkness and void that we saw um in the people in, in the israelites and moses when they um when when they were asked to to deliver them and asking um him to bring them what they had in egypt and um god responded right he sent forth excuse me, he's water out of a rock. <laughs> he provided for them, but even yet, they still, you know, were not satisfied. They still went and worshipped gods of their own. And again, God makes a way and he says in Numbers 21, verse 8, says, make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a per- and if a serpent bit anyone, if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. And I think this parallels really well with what Jesus did on the cross, right? Um, yes, in Numbers we see the serpent on a pole, but in the Gospel we see Jesus on the cross. And in the same way, anyone who looks wow. to Him, anyone who who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved um even when we see the darkness around us even when we see how we are so quick to turn away from god and so quick to to not love him and so quick to to wander away from him he still makes a way um and i think that's important you guys can kind of come in on this to recognize the darkness in us not just around the world you know um or oh my gosh palestine is doing this and oh my gosh like we need to recognize this and the systems of this world are broken. Um, the policies or brokenness in um, around the world, people just not caring about their things, right? There's so many things that are, are not made right. Um, mm. And we can focus on that so much that we forget mm. that, listen, we need to address the brokenness um, 
and the quote unquote but not quote unquote bad <laughs> in us. Um yeah. no, so definitely. if we read Exodus Tech two, yeah, go on, Amanda. I was gonna say I think sometimes, you know, the question that we had is, you know, why why do we, is it why Jesus and Jesus come down or why do we need Jesus? Either way, we need Jesus. And I think sometimes we don't when we fail to address the the nature of man um after the fall and the extent and how perverse it is we sometimes don't realize how much we need god and how and how we need to be rid get rid of this of this nature and be given a new one and i think when we don't realize um the weight of our sin we sometimes it's hard to comprehend the necessity of the gospel and how and how the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross is so necessary um because we can all with you know, when we hear like you said horrible things around the world it's so easy to say oh well you know it's that is that person that's doing it or is that nation that's doing it or is that policy that's wrong and realize that at the root of everything mm-hmm. it's it's sin um and sin is some and you know anything that happens in the world is usually as a result of another human being and so sometimes it's easy just to distance ourselves from the sin um that is so inherent to man um and when we do then it's easier and when we don't sorry it's easier to to kind of see god as an add-on oh I pick God I don't pick God you know either way my life is absolutely okay and and I lose nothing um but actually when you realize the weight of sin and realize that even your mind can't even comprehend the darkness that is in the heart of man when you realize that there's so you know you're not as strong as you thought you was you know you don't know yourself as much as you think you do um when, when you when you realize that that's when you realize how important yeah. Jesus Christ is how important that sacrifice he made on the cross is how important it is that his blood is what cleanses us rather than our acts or our perceived goodness or the money that we give to charity or our tenders in church but rather submission to him and knowing that he's the only one that can truly cleanse us and I think it just takes a lot of perspective um to really see where we stand in respect to God yeah um, 100% um, I think when we do this, we are less likely to flirt with temptation. We are less likely to flirt mm. with sin. You know, we don't say, it's okay, I'm strong enough, I can do it. I can put myself in that situation. It's like, yo, this, like, it doesn't, yeah. it's not your body. Sin is not your friend. Mm. It wants to consume you and take over you so that you don't yeah. live the life, this new life in Christ. When we understand the the depth and the darkness that we are predisposed to in us, we're able to to be more on guard. We say this all the time, or we've said it before at the seat, that when you understand the dangers of sin, Mm. there is no boundary Mm. to extreme at all. But when you are awakened, when you're a bit like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, I'm fine, you know, it's Mm. that they're the problem. Did you see what she did? Oh my gosh, she's so bad not recognizing that you are part of the problem. We're going to consistently be in this cycle. And this cycle starts with the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He is the light that comes through to break that cycle of constantly, um, you know, wanting God, but turning away, um, looking, making, you know, gods for yourself, making idols. He is the one that puts Mm. a stop on the idol factory in our hearts. Because he comes in, he takes over, he changes our desires, he changes our nature. 
and causes us to make new choices. So we're not just, the gospel is not just um, a change rehab, you know, or a behavior center. It's, he changes our whole desire so that we can choose him so that this cycle stops. Um, And we praise God for that. And that gets us excited and even awakens us um, to want to to pursue God more and and to further dive into who Jesus is and why he needed to come, which we will do in part two. So listen out for that. And we will hear you soon. Bye, guys. So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.